0: everyone Uh, before i start this morning let's um, have a word of prayer heavenly father we thank you so much for this sabbath day lord i just pray that you would be with me now as i open your word lord i pray that the holy spirit would anoint my lips lord and that the hearts of the congregation would be open to hear this message thank you and pray in jesus name amen Well, the name of my sermon this morning is How Ready Is Ready. And I actually started writing this um, a month and a half ago. And I didn't even know about all of what was happening today. I mean, I'd heard about it in the past. Actually, when I lived in the Bay Area, I actually drove by and saw the billboards that said that today was supposed to be the end of the world. And people are actually having rapture parties. And um, there's uh, also... Internet sites where you can have people um, take care of your animals and stuff after you're gone. I mean, everyone's been cashing in on this. I also heard that in the last seven years since they started this, they've raised $100 million and $28 million in just the last 18 months. But they haven't spent it all just in case it doesn't happen today. So that just shows how ready they were for this. So I just wanted to share that with you since today is supposed to be the day. Now, how ready is ready? You know, we we keep, you know, hearing um all the churches and everyone talk about, you know, now's the time, Jesus is coming. I mean, in church we talk about, you know, spreading the third angel's message, but are we ready? Have we given up the um things of this world that are holding us back? Have we, you know, changed our lives? Have we forgiven our brothers and sisters and our neighbors? More importantly, have we forgiven ourselves from things of the past? Because that's, for myself, been you know, one of the, the hard things. It's, easy for, it's easier for me to forgive other people than it is myself, mostly because Satan keeps ent- you know, talking in our ear and reminding us of those little things that we did years ago. The trying, you know, he's trying to tell us that we're not ready, and also to wait until tomorrow. We have plenty of time. You know, the the people that we're planning for today have been planning this for the last seven years. And so they've, you know, um, made videos, CDs and stuff, and actually, um, on Monday morning, they're all supposed to be, their friends and people will all be getting these little packages delivered with all the CDs and stuff. They've already paid for all this stuff up front because they're not expecting to be here today or after today i mean this has actually gotten a lot of public you know knowledge and stuff all around the country so you know hope i'm just glad that you know we know to look out for the signs and we know that the time isn't yet and by you know keeping ourselves in god's word we do know that the time isn't now and i would also you know Um, On Wednesday nights, we've been um, in our prayer meetings um, praying for revival and You know we've invited everyone to join us. We've um, Been reading this book Mark Finley revive us again and we've um, started our Skype on the internet so Anyone if you just give us your account name we can You know have up to ten different people a lot of times we have four and five different locations Not even all of them are just here on this island. We have people from, you know, uh, Maui that join us every other week. And so we would just like to, you know, have everybody start praying for us and joining us in these, you know, revival meetings. It's been such a blessing um, just week after week reading about it. And, you know, and we've also been offering classes here in the church. And, you know, it's for people to develop their spiritual gifts. And, you know, um, Pastor Kiala has been having classes for us to um, learn to teach preaching, and like the one that he's having this afternoon, getting to know God better. And these are all things that we all need to do if we're going to be ready. I mean, you know, we're, we're never all fully going to be ready. Um, there just isn't time for it, but we can be as ready as we can. And if we keep thinking, oh, I'm ready enough and stop reading God's word and cop st- and stop studying and practicing, then we're going to grow stagnant. But the more that we read his word and study it, the more of it we understand. And when we pray for the leading of the Holy Spirit, then that's when we get to know God even better. And to know God is to know love because God is love. Now, in the class that um, Joyce was teaching on um, gaining our spiritual gifts, I was actually surprised when we got to the end of the class to find out what my top spiritual gifts were. I would have you know, guessed that it was music and singing, but it was actually the, the top gifts were um, in... Let me see what... Was organization, missionary, and giving. And this was, we took all the different personality tests and it was just really interesting to actually get to know all of that knowledge. And I know we're going to be having the classes again, so I'd like to invite everybody to come out and join us. You know, when I started at this church, you know, I just thought, oh, well they come to church in the morning and then it's like, oh no, well we've got potluck in the afternoon. Well, after the first couple weeks, we started hanging out after church and Um, We started, you know, having classes, and a lot of times we'll watch different movies and stuff downstairs. Sometimes we have DVDs. Sometimes we're, you know, pulling stuff off the Internet, listening to, you know, Jeremiah Davis and a, a lot of different speakers. So, you know, anybody's welcome to stay afterwards and join us, and a lot of times they actually end up becoming sundown worships. And I mean, you know, it's not so late in the winter, but in the summer months, I mean, sometimes I would wouldn't get home till 9:30, 10 o'clock at night. And it's just always it's been such a blessing to spend the day with the church, and to spend all of the Sabbath hours. After we had the School of the Prophets last year, when we had um, the Bible workers here, we would get together on Friday night, sometimes at the church and sometimes at my house, and. We would, you know, just be praising God from the time that the Sabbath starts on Friday evening until we do our sundown worships on Saturday evening. And we all need to invite the Holy Spirit into our lives. And also, um, in studying for this sermon today, you know, I I was also wanting to discuss, you know, um, we hear a lot of times, that we can live for today, but tomorrow is not promised to us. And and especially when I started, you know, hearing about a week or two ago about you know people starting their rapture parties and stuff today, you know, what what are people living for? And if tomorrow isn't promised, you know, I just wanted to try and look up and find out where that came from. And that phrase that I couldn't actually find anything on the internet. I searched for it on different websites and stuff. But what it said is, there's always tomorrow, right? We'll get it done tomorrow. I'll tell him or her how I really feel tomorrow. I'll start my diet tomorrow. But what if tomorrow never comes? We've had all these disasters and stuff recently in Japan. I mean, not only with the earthquake and then followed by the tsunami, but now all the the radioactive stuff that's going on. We've had uh, floods in Brazil and over in China, and now we have them happening on the Mississippi River. You know, luckily, they knew that these floods were coming, and so um, for over a week now, people have been removing everything from their houses, and they're safe from the flood. So far, only one person has died, and they're not exactly even sure why this one person has died. But when Jesus comes, we're not going to get, you know, a week's notice or a month's notice that we can get everything in order. It's going to be i always looked at it like when, you know, Lot was leaving, you know— Um, Sodom and Gomorrah, you know the the angels are going to come and say you need to go now and don't even look back We're not going to be able to look back and you know worry about other people and our worldly possessions and stuff They're going to be completely worthless. We can't take it with us. So we need to focus more on our spiritual life in the future and not worry about life today because you know, if if God takes care of the sparrows and feeds them, how much more does he love us? Amen. And so he's going to be taking care of us, and we don't have to worry about it. When I moved here to Hawaii, um, I had been, you know, praying about it, and all of a sudden, um, one night, I woke up in the middle of the night, and... It was, um, I just got, you know, like a a vision uh, was speaking to me, you know, the Holy Spirit was speaking to me to give everything away that I owned. I only came with five suitcases and shipped over five little boxes. And I gave everything else away that I had. I gave it to all my family and friends. It um, increased their life. And when people asked me about it, you know, "Well, well, here, you know, you want me to pay you for this or something. You know, this is like brand new. I know you just bought that. And the only thing that could come out of my mouth was, no, I can't accept even a dime for any of it. Because when I get over to Hawaii, um, I woke up one night and was told, I'll be blessed when I get there. And I wasn't even going to a church at the time. I've been studying God's word, and I knew that he had, you know, something planned for me in the future. I didn't know what it was, and I'm still learning daily what he wants me to do. And taking the spiritual gift class... um, I've been praying about it since then, and actually with the spiritual gifts I have, my life's gonna be going in a little bit different direction than I ever even thought it was. Every job I've ever had has been something totally different than I've ever had, but the main thing is that I've learned to give my life to Jesus and to know that God will lead me and take care of me. If he took care of me before, how much more now that I'm sharing his word with others? I mean, we keep talking in church about spreading the third angel's message to the rest of the world. And in the evangelism part of my spiritual gift, I was praying about it. And I came up with, well, you know, instead of going off somewhere else, we need to start evangelism here in our communities and in our you know, own church and stuff. We need to share what God has given to us and what he's done in our lives with others. To everyone that we meet, just when we give our testimonies, it can touch somebody's lives. When I'm at work, sometimes people, they, they walk in, and I mean, they don't even work in the shopping center. I've never even seen these people before. And they come in, and they sit down, and they start asking me about God. And they, they want to know what I want, you know, what I know. I, I talk to them when I don't have customers in the store. And I invite them to come back. Um, since we've been getting the Glow Tracks, I have now keep a little stock pile of, of Glow Tracks with me that I'm able to share with people. And they've just been a blessing, not only to me, but to others. You know, I've, I've kind of you know, taken the time to read each one of them so that when I give them to people, we can discuss them, and especially when they come back. Because you know, I've had people come back, and they, they want another one. They want to know know what I've gotten from reading them. And more importantly, I ask them. You know, sometimes one of the best things in doing the Bible studies isn't what we're sharing with others, but what they're sharing with us. Sometimes by them sharing with us, it helps us to grow, to be more ready for when Jesus does come to take us home. I also wanted to focus on... Um the, the love of the world and the things in the world. Um, and the commandments were not to covet other people's things, you know, their belongings, whether it be his possessions, his, his wife, children, whatever it is he had. And in first John, uh, chapter two verses 15 to 17, I'm reading from the King James from the new King James Version here. It says, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is not passing away, and the lust of it, but he who does the will of God abides forever. And I don't know about you, but I plan on living forever. Every, you know, a lot of people say when they're young, oh, I had dreams of me getting old. Well, I've never had a dream of me getting old. And I keep, I've always told people, well, God's just keeping me young because he has something that he wants me to do. And I won't get old until he figures it out. Now that I'm figuring it out, I'm just, well, I'm just gonna live forever. That's just the way it is. I've, I definitely have that, you know, thought. And so I like to be on fire every day. I try not to let things that happen with other people drag me down. Um, if we have, you know, even any sins, anything of the world that we haven't confessed, when you know, when Jesus comes back, um, they're not going to have been forgiven. Once probation has closed, then that's that's it. If we don't have the mark of God upon us, there isn't any. We don't have an intercessor for us in heaven anymore. And we have to be ready for that. And with all the tragedies that have, that have been happening, we need to learn to give our lives to Jesus every day. We need to pick up our cross and carry them. We need to give our lives to the Holy Spirit and ask him to lead and guide us. You know, on the day of Pentecost, that was the first time that all of the disciples came together in one accord before that they were all worried about who was going to be you know the, who was the greatest who was going to be at the right and left hand of jesus well jesus said he that is greatest will be last and those that are meek and humble will be first so um, i try to be meek and humble in my life it for, it seems to draw more people to me as Jesus is the light of the world, we need to be a light in our part of the world so that we can reach others. As the days draw near, um, we're already, you know, a Sabbath closer from last week to his coming. And what have we done in our lives for the week? Every week when we get to, um, when we're have, at our prayer meeting, we like to have people share what God's been doing in their life for that week. What are they thankful for? I'm thankful for each and every day that he gives me. I thank him for my church family. Um, I started having to wake up like an extra 20 minutes early to do my devotionals because I had more people that I needed to pray about and more things. Once we started in all of our classes and the more that I've been studying God's word, I've been, as a lot of you know, I've been doing a lot of the studying on the books of Revelation and Daniel over the last couple of years. And especially in reading Daniel and, you know, reading how he three times daily would, you know, get on his knees and pray to God, you know, I tried to use that as, you know, a pattern for me. And my life has just changed so much since I've started doing it. Um, Auntie Elizabeth has always kind of been the the center hub of the, the prayers. So when people need prayers throughout the church, um, we kind of contact her. Well, somehow after being here for a little while, I volunteered to start picking her up every week, and I'm on the prayer circle now too. And anyone that wants to be in the prayer circle, I mean, contact Auntie Elizabeth, and we'll make sure we get your number and your information so that when people in the church have something that they need prayed about, that we're all praying about it. And just like the disciples in the day of Pentecost, when they finally came together and prayed in one accord and gave up who was going to be the greatest, that's when the Holy Spirit was able to come down on them. And as we're praying for this revival for our church, I would like to invite everybody to pray with us. And if not, even on Wednesday evening, if you're not here, our prayer meetings between 6 and 7 o'clock. Just say your prayer for us and ask for the Holy Spirit to lead and guide each and every one of us. Um, Now, I also went on the the Christian Adventist website when I was, you know, studying about the, the third angel's message, and I wanted to read what they had to say about it. And the third angel and final angel of Revelation in chapter 14 asks us to return to primitive worship, that which Adam and Eve experienced before the fall. This means keeping all the commandments and recognizing them in contrast to those of Satan's false commandments. It's extremely important for the true saints of God. And also... The the more that we grow to be more like Jesus, the more we do see sin in ourselves. So some people think that we're getting a little stagnant and stuff, but I've always found that the more the those little things are pointed out, the more I know that I'm growing cl- closer to Jesus. And we were like I started off with we're never going to be right in the end all we can do is try each and every day and give our hearts to jesus i can keep going on with this sermon but um luckily with the class that joyce gave this morning and what marco was talking about they helped me out a little bit so um, i actually am, i'm having to kind of shuffle around what i was going to talk about because i was actually going to be talking about a lot of that stuff but it's just been a blessing to be able to get up here and to share this with you, and I would just like to make an appeal to everyone that we give our hearts to Jesus today, that we give up the sins of the world, and that we try and make things right between our brothers and sisters, and especially those that we have conflict with, that we are ready for Jesus' coming. And at this time, um, I'd like to call the singers forward to sing our closing hymn, hymn 625.